And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds of the sea obey him? Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the ones in charge. They are the host with the most. They are in the captain's chair and they're at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line for episode 489. And we are going to be doing a reading out of Genesis chapter 21 with a little summary. And then we're going to close this out. Possibly we might start another show. I'm not sure yet. I haven't scheduled one. Um, if I do a second show, it pretty much is just going to be a, a free-for-all kind of hodgepodge of a show. Really no real agenda or real subject matter that we're going to talk about. I've got a few things that I could play and a couple things I can discuss, but uh, nothing that's really solid on the dock. It just kind of, you know, it just kind of goes, I guess, based on how I feel, you know. Um, I know they say facts aren't feelings, but as far as the second show goes, it's going to go on how I feel. I just don't know. It just depends. I don't know. But uh, anyway... It is, let's see, well, what 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 today is, what is today? I have to look at my calendar. All the days blend together, guys. Oh, it's Tuesday. Really? It's Tuesday? Huh. Well, I guess it's Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. So they say, I don't know, do you guys believe it's March 21st, 2023? Supposedly spring hit yesterday or two days ago. I don't know. What was it, a day or two ago? 
officially, even though the groundhog said six more weeks of winter, that lying little dirty dog, they do not like him. Stupid groundhog. Anyway, can you tell I have a little little bit of animosity toward that groundhog? I hate that groundhog trying to tell me I'm going to have six more weeks of winter. I think and go somewhere where the sun don't shine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Anyways, real quick, because I do feel like I have to, well, I just absolutely have to say this every day and every show as my disclaimer. <clears throat> because, well, you know, there are just some people out there. We'll just say that some people's kids. And so this is why disclaimers have to be put out there. So as my disclaimer, remember, as I always stay periodically on this podcast, I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. I do not give out legal advice. I am also not the official voice or face of the national, state, or county assemblies. Very important I say that. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. That's also very important. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other material. So, there it is. I said it. I did it. And let's get started. All right. So, what shall we talk about before we get into the reading? Now, I haven't been paying much attention to the news, but uh, I don't know. Anything good in the news? Ladies and gentlemen in the chat, supposedly Trump was supposed to get arrested today. I don't know if that's a thing. I'm sure that would have made headlines everywhere, so I don't know. Rietta says it's all fake. That's what I thought. You know, I saw something. Uh, yeah, Destry was saying did not happen. That's what I figured. You know, it's just all smoke and mirrors as usual. See, this is why, ladies and gentlemen, why we don't pay attention to the fake news. This is why we don't read CNN, NBC, ABC, Fox News, and all the other alphabets. Because, again, they're all ran by the same CIA corporation. Yep. Which reminds me, to anybody that is listening, I haven't said this in a while, but I am going to say this. For all the CIA deep stater, you know, cockroaches that are out there, I'm going to tell you right now, you better repent before crap hits the fan because i'm going to tell you right now you know you're going to need jesus when when things start coming around uh so i'm just telling you right now and uh that also goes for you too fbi uh you know so any anybody out there and you don't even have to be part of the three later agencies if you're a de facto agent in general and you're trying to you know undermine and subvert the lawful process of the uh, assembly of people you know the lawful government the de jure uh, it's not going to be good. So repent and cease and desist. That's all I'm going to say. So anyway, let me take a quick sip of water. Actually, I'm glad I got my water. My dry, my throat's a little dry today. Okay. Let's see. Before we get started, there is a couple things people are saying. Let's see here. Um, Nancy says, I couldn't handle the news today. That's why I never turn it on, because I can never handle it. It's way above my pay grade. Uh, actually, it's above my intelligence grade, actually. I just can't stand to listen to stupidity. <clears throat> actually, I should say it's below my intelligence grade. And I'm not that intelligent, but, you know, I can't stand fake news. Oscar says, uh, coach reinstated in settlement for being fired after praying with his team. Oh, yeah, I remember that story. Well, good. I'm glad he's getting reinstated. 
and I'm glad that there's a settlement. And uh, hopefully those people learned a very valuable lesson. Uh, Destry says, Carrie Lake being turned down in Arizona Supreme Court today. Oh, that's cool. Uh, let's see here. Rietta also says the same thing. Glad about the coach, sad about Carrie. And of course, Oscar hit the like button. So it says, Oscar H. Like the show. <laughs> and Rietta's husband, Donnie, was saying that the coach is getting a huge settlement. He's going to be like Trump pretty soon. He's going to have like all this money and he's going to basically be able to, you know, kind of say things like this. I don't need anybody's money. It's nice. I'm really rich. Yeah, that's 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 what that's what she's that's what he's going to be saying. It's going to be great. So, um, all right. Um, let's see here. I think that's it. So, yeah, let's get right into the reading. <clears throat> Sorry for uh, being gone yesterday, guys. I feel like I should give you a little bit of an explanation. Uh, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Um, <clears throat> so now, I, basically, long story short. Uh, so, yeah, Sunday I had a county meeting. Um, so just FYI, if I ever have a county meeting now that it's uh, we switched over to, you know, daylight savings time. Um, our meetings go from 2.30 in the afternoon now to 6.30 in the evening. So on those Sundays, just because... Like I said, I try to enjoy my my family time on that one, you know, Sunday every month that we have our business meeting. Um, that'll probably more than likely be a day where I won't do a podcast typically um, unless I get a wild hair, you know, somewhere. Um, then, yeah, maybe I'll do one. Um, as far as yesterday goes, as far as yesterday goes, um, I'll be honest with you guys, just didn't feel like going on the air. I needed a mental health day. I mean, we do got my mom coming in tomorrow, so, you know, there's that. So we were just trying to have some family time. We went out to eat. But uh, when I got back, I was like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, you know, I am tired and uh, quite frankly, I'm pretty exhausted. And I did a lot of reading because I was reading a lot. I had a lot of stuff I was reading. Uh, Rietta says, are we stressing you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You guys are such big pain in my butts. <laughs> that's freaking great. No, no, no. I just, uh, I just wanted a timeout, right? Yeah, I just wanted a timeout. Like I said, when I say I did a lot of reading yesterday, I actually did a lot of reading. Um, I was reading a lot of nonsense that was emailed to me. Um, I'm not going to name names or, you know, state the situation, but certain people in this chat know what I'm talking about. And it was a lot of BS. I was sorting through and reading and it was dumb. And my brain hurt for reading such stupidity. I'm just saying, um, and when I say I read a lot, I'm talking like 50, 60 plus pages worth of PDF nonsense. It was stupid. So anyway, I'm here today, guys. I didn't do any reading. Um, I will say this. So Kirk Pendergrass with Kirk's Law Corner, um, by the way, go listen to his show, share his show um, with other people too. And share mine. Okay, share mine first. Okay, if we're going to be fair, share mine first. Hishardline.com and share the Podbean app. You know, all that good stuff. Um, but he's actually inspired me to read and go over uh, Lex Parliamentarian. Uh, I think it's what it's called. Americana. Basically, it's the book of common law. American common law. Um, it's like 
a thousand pages. I'm, I'm getting it off his website, you know, on the PDF. And so it's like over a thousand pages. I think I've only reached like, I don't know, page 80 or 90. Um, I'm like in chapter five or as it states, uh, chapter fifth is how it <laughs> reads. Um, but yeah, so I, I texted him and talked to him for a brief moment cause I had a couple questions, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm working on now. I'm, you know, going through the, uh, parliamentaria, uh, Americana common law book. Um, so yeah, there you go. Let me take another sip of water and we'll get right into the reading. Okay. So let me go find my windows here. <clears throat> Just got done getting the wife's car detailed and washed because we're going to, she's going to pick up my mom tomorrow at the airport. And, and, uh, my wife, my wife, little side note, my wife named her car <clears throat> patience <laughs> because it's taken her a long time to be able to get something that she actually loves and got to pick out herself. And is fairly new. It's not brand new, but fairly new. And the thing was looking nasty and grody. It had so much grime on it from the winter. And I told her, I said, we can't pick up my mom in this thing. This thing's an ugly beast. You need to wash her up. So we went and got it washed up. And uh, yeah, so Katie says right here, my wife, she says, first time getting what I wanted. That is right. And uh, if you look in the garage, you'll definitely know who drives what. Because you just look at the heaping pile of junk and yeah you can better believe that one's my car um it's the one with the squeaking serpentine but you know serpentine belt uh you know the one that uh, has a wispy sound when you, i drive down the street because you can hear uh little clips or whatever rubbing against the brakes oh yeah that's my car i'm the one driving that hoopty piece of crap i'm like adam sandler i drive a piece of crap car it's a piece of crap yeah that's me my wife, on the other hand, you would never know that her and I were married. If you, you looked at our looked at our garage, you'd think, oh, a single mom must live here because you got this really nice car on the right side of the garage. And then you got like this piece of crap over on the left side that looks like a 16 a, a year old would drive in high school. In fact, there's probably 16 year olds that got nicer cars than me, probably. <laughs> anyway, I don't care. I've had two brand new cars, two new Mustangs and a brand new pickup truck. You know what I learned? Brand new cars eat your pockets big time. And every time the first of the month rolls around, it hurts. So you know what? I've learned one thing. I'm a lot happier with a used piece of crap, but my wife never experienced anything like that. So I wanted her to have the feeling of a new car. Me, I've got it out of my system. I'm over it. New cars suck, but I will say I do like her car. Her car is nice. But, uh, and she keeps trying to tell me, I told you get a better car and I refuse to see, I, I, and I know we're getting 15 minutes now in and now no reading. You guys are like, shut up. We came here for Bible, Jason. Shut up. But long story short, she keeps telling me to get a new car or a better car. I keep saying, no, I'm going to drive this bad boy till the wheels fall off or till the engine blows up. Yeah. Challenge accepted. All right. Bible time. God's even telling me, uh, Jason, uh, he's telling me, shut up. You, 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 you need to, you know. You need to really get into my Bible. So here we go. All right. <clears throat> Hold on a second. I think my daughter is at the door. Haven. I think. I heard a knock at the door. Eh, she must have ran away. All right. I know it's bedtime for her. Okay. Genesis chapter 21, New King James Version. 
All right. And it is 30, 30, 34 verses. All right. And if you hear me pause, it's because I have to take a sip of water. All right. And the Lord visited Sarah as he said, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of a son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. So the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw that the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be the heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman, because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water, and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba, Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up, and, the pl and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bowshot. For she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite of him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven, and he said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up your lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Philcal, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now therefore swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring, or with my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and the land in which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I will swear. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know. 
who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave it to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ill lambs and the flock by themselves. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, You will take these seven lambs from my hand, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore he called the place Beersheba, because the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. So Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God, and Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. And that is the reading of Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 34. Let me take a little quick sip of water. Okay. <clears throat> I'm like reading some of the chat here. Somebody was saying, Leslie Liberty was saying, I got a 20, 2008 Toyota. I bought brand new, about hit 73,000 miles. It should last the rest of my life, I hope. Oh, yeah, Toyota all day long. That's one of the reasons why we got what we got, Alexis, because, it, you know, it's in the Toyota family. Those things go forever, that and Hondas, you know, so... Look, and I was a Ford guy for the longest time, so I'm a sold guy when it comes to Toyota and, and Lexus all day long. Even Honda. I wouldn't mind having like a Honda Accord. Those things are nice. Let's see, Oscar is saying, still waiting for a Pontiac Fire. <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> you want the Firebird? Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to call you Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Dude, those Firebirds are pretty sweet, though. Not going to lie. Those are sweet. Let's see. My wife says, Haha, uh -huh, no, she's upstairs. That was me in the kitchen. Sorry. Oh, that was you knocking? Man, that sounded like I was right at the door. Wow. Huh. All right. <clears throat> and Nancy says that was cool. What was cool? The uh, the cool sound effects I did? Because I like pushing that button. That button's pretty cool. All right. She says yes. Yeah, I try to have fun here, you know. Um, <clears throat> so, Genesis 21. Genesis 21 begins with the long-awaited birth of the son that God had promised to Abraham and Sarah. And this was the child through whom God could make would make of Abraham a great nation. Now, more recently, the Lord had promised both Abraham and Sarah that they would both conceive and bear a son within a year's time. Now, both of them laughed. And God said, the name of their son would be Isaac, which means laughter. <laughs> Ironic. But now the time had come. And so the Lord's visit, you know, the Lord visits with Sarah, and she and Abraham conceived just as God had said and, and just as he promised. Now at the age of 190, respectfully, or respectively, I should say, Abraham and Sarah become parents, and Sarah bears Abraham a son, full of joy at the laughter that he has brought to her. Excuse me. All right. I had to clear my throat and take another sip of water. 
air is really dry in the studio for some reason today. That's fine all day till I get down here. So that joy ends up being soured, though after Isaac is weaned and Sarah sees Abraham's son through Hagar, Ishmael, laughing. And she seems to think that this is directed at little Isaac. Now, Ishmael is Abraham's firstborn son, born to him by Sarah's own Egyptian slave girl, Hagar, right? At Sarah's insistence, by the way. Now, though Sarah furiously demands that Abraham cast Hagar and Ishmael out into the wilderness to eliminate any possibility that Hagar's son will share the inheritance with her son Isaac, Abraham was greatly displeased at Sarah's demand since he is attached to Ishmael as well. I mean, that's, you know, it's his firstborn. And let's not forget firstborn at her command, right? I mean, can't forget that little detail. You can't just erase life with this big eraser and be like, oh, they're done. I, I know what I said. I know what I told you, uh, Abraham. But um, yeah, that was a mistake. And yeah, so. They got to be gone. Uh, no, that's not how that works. And so the Lord, however, spoke to Abraham, and Abraham's name and inheritance must pass to and through Isaac. And the Lord assures Abraham he will still make a great nation of Ishmael. And so he tells him to do what Sarah asked him to do. So, of course, like any good, obedient, you know, follower of God, Abraham obeys and sends his slave wife and son into the wilderness with some bread and water. They soon run out of water. Hagar puts her son under the shade of a brush to pretty much die because, I mean, at this point they ran out of resources. And so an angel calls to her from heaven, however, and God had heard Ishmael's voice and he will still make of Ishmael a great nation. Now water is provided now at this point. And Hagar and Ishmael survive, and Ishmael grows up in the wilderness, becoming a great archer and eventually marrying an Egyptian woman. Now, after Hagar and Ishmael have gone, Abimelech, king of Gerar, approaches Abraham, and in spite of the fact of Abraham's deception about Sarah being his wife nearly led to Abimelech's death, the king had noticed that God is with Abraham. And he has respect for God's power and his blessing of all that Abraham does. So previously... Abimelech has given to Abraham animal servants, silver, uh, the land of Abraham has been occupying, all that. And now Abimelech would like to formalize their relationship, giving Abraham a permanent home in his region and becoming official allies. So Abraham agrees to Abimelech's request to swear not to deceive him or his offspring ever again and to deal kindly with him and his people. And so Abraham insists on including in their agreement the resolution of the ownership of the disputed well, one that Abraham had himself had dug. And he gives seven additional lambs to Abimelech as a sign that the well does indeed belong to Abraham. So after they both swear their oaths to bind the agreement, the place where they met is called Beersheba, which means well of seven or well of the oath. And it becomes an important place in Israel's history. And so basically, as Genesis 21 concludes, Isaac had been born and Abraham owns a well in Canaan. 
and the promise of God to make of him a great nation and to give him possession of the entire land have become, you know, begun to come true. Still ahead, however, is the greatest test of all Abraham has learned about God, a dire request which seems to threaten this promised son. And so that is the summary for Genesis chapter 21. So where are we at? 28 minutes into the show. Wondering. I don't know. Should I do another show? I mean, I got some stuff I could talk about, but it's not really anything specific. Be just kind of like hodgepodge. I saw Destry was trying to call in. I think, I think if you want to call in, I can have you call in on the next show. But anyway, plus, I got an awesome song I want to play at the very beginning. And Nancy says, we like hodgepodge. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. So <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. That was funny. All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll end this in the prayer and then we'll close this out. Um, oh, he says tied up at the dentist for the kid. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. So, all right. So heavenly father, <clears throat> We want to say thank you for this day and, and another another day of life and good health. Appreciate the path that you are putting us on, that ha- yet you have put us on. Um, we ask that you continuously guide us, guide our thoughts, our, our mind, and our words, uh, as well as our actions. We pray for those that are still struggling in their marriage. We pray that you can work on those people so they can work on each other within their marriage. We pray that you're at the heart and the center of those marriages. And we pray for people that are dealing with some health issues. My nephew, who's still dealing with eight, nine different seizures a day with no real resolve. We pray for his healing so he doesn't have to get uh, brain surgery. We do pray for that. We We pray for anybody out there that might be dealing with some major ailment, whether if it's uh, maybe someone can't conceive a baby or maybe somebody's dealing with cancer or uh, something, whatever that something is, we just pray that you deliver miracles for these people. And uh, we pray for our nation and our assembly of states, and for our leaders, the true leaders, not the fake ones on TV, but the real true leaders, the one that the public doesn't even know about. But you know about them, Lord. You know exactly who your leaders are, who your people are. We pray for their safety, and we pray that we get our nation back with you at the top of the throne. In your son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Oscar says, pray for the oatmeal to stick to the wall with prospects. (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll close us out. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about on the other side, but we're going to do a little bit of a hodgepodge kind of show. So, if we don't see on the other side, we'll see you back here tomorrow. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. 
And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him?